everyone, welcome back to the Average Football Pod. Um, sorry about the break. Um, I've had some a couple of um, recordings done, and unfortunately, I had some technical issues with them and couldn't post them in the end. So that's why I haven't reposted in the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's just yeah, it's been awful the last couple of weeks getting some, um, getting them out. So uh, they've been recorded, but uh, the just the quality of them being really poor in terms of sound so haven't managed to get them out but hopefully this is better and hopefully you can hear me better now so and this will sound good so fingers crossed so um so welcome to the average football pod as i said uh if for you new listeners uh this is a podcast that goes through all games that happened in the premier league and games that happened around europe anything interesting that happened anything to talk about in particular so we'll go through that so Normally, we go through the Premier League game, so of course, we've got to go through the results. So, on Friday, you had Brighton won all against Crystal Palace. Uh, very interesting game that was. We'll talk about that in a bit. Then, you had uh, Man City beating Chelsea 1 0. Uh, Newcastle Watford played out a draw 1 all. Norwich beat Everton 2 1. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers beat Southampton 3 1. And Aston Villa beat Man United. Uh, Drew, sorry, not beat. Uh, 2 all to Man United. And then on Sunday, you had Liverpool 3, Brentford 0, and uh, Leeds United against West Ham, or West Ham versus Leeds. That finished 2-3 to Leeds. So let's talk about the first game that happened on Friday night. That was the weird derby. That's not a derby, but there's rivalry between two clubs, Brighton against Crystal Palace. This um, I saw little bits of this. So um, in this game, um, uh, Brighton, was it Brighton? Yeah, Brighton missed a penalty in this game. Uh, I just had to review that. It was for Pascal Gross that missed a penalty. Really poor penalty. Really poor. Um, it just, his run-up just seemed like he just went, oh, I'm just going to hit it and see where it goes. And just, it's, it was something that I'd, you'd see sort of if you're playing around with your mates almost. And you're like, right, I'm going to take a penalty. And do you know what? I'm just going to just, can't really be bothered. I'm just going to hit it and see where it goes. And um, Butland made a great save. Um for it and um and the resulting corner off that uh brighton did score a goal but it got disallowed because uh again butland got fouled by mope um it, it just seemed a really interesting game um conor gallagher scored again which is uh he's he's fast becoming a such a crucial player for um crystal palace well he isn't he is almost the most important player for crystal palace this season and um it'll be interesting to see what will happen in the summer i've i've just got that strange feeling that palace won't be able to afford him because chelsea seeing him play this year he's he's going to be his stock unfortunately has risen so much and his value has risen risen so i think if palace will want him they're going to have to pay big money for him you're looking in the realms of 40 odd million 45 million um for him really i i I can't see him playing much with chelsea either because it's gonna be so hard for him to dislodge kovacic and um uh, kante and all them players that chelsea have at their disposal it's just gonna be really tough to kick him out really um or put him in the side and off his cheek Barkley all these players that are playing for um Chelsea this he's this is a second loan third loan spell I think it is a second loan spell for a Premier League side Uh, he was on West Brom last year he didn't pull up to be honest he didn't really pull up that much many trees last year for West Brom but in a relegation side it's really hard to sort of 
show how good you are really when you t- this team around you is really struggling um i think when it comes to um where he goes i think he has to look at a european place really he has to go somewhere like that um a european destination would be ideal for him to go to um because it's it's his level that's his level really that's where he play that's his level of playing i feel now so um he will be part of the england world cup squad you hope in the winter but again i think his next move generally takes takes precedent in terms of where he goes in terms of if he goes to qatar or not because if he stays at chelsea he won't be on the plane um but at the same time Palace won't be able to afford him either. So maybe there could be an agreement that they get another loan deal potentially for him. Um, that could possibly be the case. But then on the other side, I've got to give credit to Brighton. I keep, you know, Brighton came back last minute. Um, a great goal from, um, just trying to think, it was no goal actually. Um, so, you know, the luck, luck is on their side. They've got... Um, They've got some good games coming up as well, Brighton. You sort of look at Brighton and you think, oh, they've, they've got Chelsea um, tonight. Uh, this is um, Tuesday, by the way. Uh, they've got Chelsea tonight. And the last game they drew, Chelsea haven't been playing really well at the moment. Um, you've got a feeling that Lukaku might score this weekend against Brighton. He did against um, them last time round. Uh, Danny Welbeck scored. Brighton were really unlucky not to get... They, you know, what, say lucky they were unlucky not to win really because Brighton looked good against Chelsea before um over the Christmas period so you look at this game you sort of think oh I don't think Chelsea would if if all the teams that Chelsea would want to play that are not in the top six Brighton's probably the team they don't want to play at the moment so um it's going to be a really tricky game for Tuchel's men because um let's move on to them now um against Man City they just they just didn't show up um and Tuchel sort of had this really odd um, reserved look about him at the afterwards. Just like, yeah, you know, we just we play Man City. Everyone's going to lose to Man City. You know, it's we tried and we're just not good enough. And he had a go at a little bit Lukaku as well, and um, saying that he didn't do the runs that he was supposed to, or didn't really run in behind as much, and blah blah blah. So. Um, yeah, and they're having a bit of a problem with uh, defence as well, with James injured, Chilwell injured. You know, they played Saar as well, who hasn't really been playing that much. Shalabar's injured as well. Um, Pulisic is not really pulling up any trees. Ziyech has not been the player that everyone thought he was going to be when he came from Ajax as well. Maybe Chelsea's maybe a little bit level two up. Maybe Ziyech needs to play week in, week out. Maybe doesn't need, doesn't like the rotation stuff. Um, you've got Mason Mount for some reason didn't play, and he's probably being Chelsea one of Chelsea's best attacking prospects this season. Uh, Timo Werner just doesn't really—he's not—he's not a Chelsea player. Maybe he's a player that needs to go and play at an, an Everton or a you know a, a Europa League side pushing for Champions. West Ham would be ideal maybe for him. Um, you know, teams like that would be probably his level. I think maybe Chelsea's a level up for him maybe he needs the confidence Havertz hasn't really worked out you know there's um there's so many issues um that's going on with Chelsea um 
and you just think there just needs to be something that needs to just click with him. Lukaku maybe come in, get some other games under his belt and score a goal, score a hat trick or something. That maybe is what Chelsea need them because Chelsea bought him for big money, expecting a lot of him, and they've got Spurs this weekend coming. It's another tough game, and yeah, if you've seen the Carabao Cup ties, Chelsea sort of ran them games quite well and they didn't really Spurs didn't really cause much problem but Conte will want to bounce back from that um, especially after that game after them games because I think he was really disappointed with the way Spurs showed themselves against Chelsea um, and Chelsea have got a fantastic record against Spurs as well so um, it, it could be a very interesting game next week but first off Chelsea have got Brighton again like I said and they need to show a performance against Brighton, who are not going to be easy to beat at all. So, be very, very intriguing. Man City, on the other hand, uh, Man City just walked them, really. Um, it's going to take a lot for Man City to sort of choke and lose the league now. Um, you just I, you just can't see it. Um, with Man City, they're, they're playing so well at the moment. Um, their next tough game, you look at May United in March, 8th, 5th of March, They've got Liverpool in April, um, and then that's it, really. The rest of the time, they've got Spurs on the 19th as well. There are, they've got three ga- tough games. You look at them and you go, uh, well, the next four, three games, they've got Southampton, Brentford, and Norwich. And you just think, uh, they're not going to really drop points there. I think I think the only banana skin out of that, that them three is probably Brentford, but Brentford are conceding goals at the moment. They're not playing great. Um, Everton could be a different prospect. Who knows? Possibly. Um, it's, yeah, it's just you're know, looking at the fixtures now, and they're just they're just looking quite comfortable. Really, West Ham and Villa at the end of the season. By that time, the, the the season should be over and done with, and they might have wrapped up the title by that point. So it's it's not looking like they're going to struggle really. And the next three games, they should be comfortably win two, three nil in them games. I feel, and the Norwich game, they could turn them over big time especially man's norwich away uh, sorry norwich at home that could be a very very sticky sticky match for norwich i feel and we'll talk about them now actually so norwich got a fantastic win against everton that puts them out of relegation uh, sorry out of the um out of bottom of the league now uh, that's because burnley haven't played since um probably the start of the season i don't think brighton have played uh, burnley uh, burnley just just Cancelling games left, right, and centre. They were supposed to play tonight against Watford, and that's being postponed. They're having really massive issues with COVID injuries and Afcon, which I'm not going to get into. But um, it's all being a bit of a, a bit of a mess, and it's all looking a bit. It's not looking great for the Premier League at the moment. That um, games have been called off left, right, and centre at the moment, and Burnley have only played 17 games. Newcastle played 20. Uh, Norwich playing 21. Burnley have got a lot of games to make up between now and the end of the season. Um, and Norwich, you know, one more win. They're out of the relegation that puts Watford in there. So, you know, fantastic win for Everton. But it just shows how disjointed Everton are at the moment. Everton are really struggling just for any type of form. And that's, hap- you know, Benitez has been sacked now. So that's one casualty that's happened with their um, rumours. Sec- well, According to Sky Sports this morning, or now this afternoon, Frank Lampard, Wayne Rooney are sort of been 
in the frame for the job. There's talk about uh, Martinez, but that's not gone down well with the Everton fans and also the Belgium FA because Belgium want him to be solely focused on them for the next 12 months. And then I think you'll see Martinez leave Belgium after the World Cup, like a lot of managers tend to do. Um, it could be if England win, say England win the World Cup, for example, Gareth Southgate probably will go um, because, you know, what else is there left to do um, for England? And he's done the the one thing that England fans and England generally just desperately want this World Cup more than anything in the world. Um, and lo and behold, it would probably be in the place that England have protest, protested the most about being at the World Cup in, that England win it. That would be the massive... Massive irony on that front, but who knows who will sit, we'll talk about that later in the year. Cannot wait, um, especially after the Euros. Um, so yeah, Norwich, fantastic win. They've got um, they've got a, a, a bit of a tricky game coming up. They've got Watford so on Friday night, and Watford got a great win, a draw against Newcastle, which is what New yeah, it's after. Watford's troubles the last few weeks, and there's been slight rumblings of Ranieri sort of job being precarious. And um, I think it was Chris Sutton that said, or someone that said it on um, a radio interview that I heard, is that any other, it might be on Sky Sports actually, any other um, manager that's been in Watford after seven, eight games, if they haven't won half of the games or three or three quarters of the games, they're gone. And Ranieri has struggled with Watford. And I think Watford generally has struggled generally, but they were going to. They're, they're an up-and-down yo-yo club at the moment. And the amount of the managers that they can put in and employ, they don't... The quality of squad that Watford have is not a Premier League quality squad, I don't think. There's sprinklings of it. And they've been lucky with Dennis this year that he's actually scored goals. Um, hearing Andy Brassel talk about him, uh, this European football expert, um, talk on uh, the Football Ramble, he was saying um, that clubs that he's gone to, he just doesn't score. Like, if you put him in front of a goal, he'd miss the goal by a mile. So for him to click at Watford has been really odd. And... Um, if you anyone plays fantasy football, it shows in the, the score, the pricing of Dennis as well. They still don't rate him that highly, and I think everyone's waiting for the bubble to burst. It's almost like a Pookie situation, where Pookie, when he joined the Premier League a couple of years ago, when Norwich got promoted, he scored goals left, right, and centre at the start, and then fizzled so quickly. I think people are waiting for that to happen with Dennis at the moment, um, and he's only he's been the main source of goals for Watford, and that's where Watford have currently just stayed where they are at the moment. Uh, Sars been injured as well, which hasn't helped Watford's case either. Um, so they will look at that going. It was a great draw against Newcastle, one of their relegation rivals. N- Newcastle are still sort of trying to live off the um, the impact of the new owners, and it's just not really worked for them at the moment after them getting knocked out of out of the FA Cup by the, the supreme mighty Cambridge United. Um, and if anyone saw that game, yeah, Cambridge deserved it. Um, which is great. It was great for Cambridge, but awful for Newcastle, especially with Trippier coming. Chris Wood, it's them sign Chris Wood. I, there's been a lot of talk about how good Chris Wood is as a sign for Newcastle. Personally, I don't think it's a great deal for Newcastle. Great deal for him, but not for Newcastle. And great deal for Burnley, 25 million for a man coming out of contract. Perfect. Absolutely fine. Great. Great deal. But for me, it's it's just not 
it's a lot of money for a striker that scores 10 goals a year and 10 goals a season. And um, I don't I don't rate him. Newcastle need goals and clean sheets and spending 25 million on a goal on a person that scores 10 goals when you've got um, Wilson there who scores goals, but he's injured for eight weeks. It's, I don't know. It's not the right move. I, they needed to spend money on defenders and maybe a couple of use that money on defenders because I think they could have got a decent defender or maybe two decent defenders. That's where their problem is, is that they're conceding goals. And it shows against Watford is that it sounds like Newcastle pretty much had the match sort of comfortably, you know, comfortable in the match. And then it just never happened for him. So, um, I, yeah, just I feel with Newcastle, it's a bit of an issue there. Um, Anderson Maximin is, is their standout player. Um, he's been their best player. But it's really be that he won't be there. And if Newcastle struggle this year, there'll be a lot of supers for him because of the quality that he provides and and the entertainment he brings as well. And he seems to really have enjoyed English football as well. So it could be an issue for Newcastle as well at the moment. And they need wins. They need, need wins. Um it's coming up to the end of the transfer window in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we've got two more weeks left of the transfer window. And you sort of think you've got last week of Premier League games next week for the FA Cup hits. Um, and then they've got, who's Newcastle got this coming week? I'm just going through the fixtures. Can't see them. They've got Leeds. Leeds. <sighs> we'll talk about Leeds in a minute, actually. Um, brilliant. They've been a really good Really good, but I don't want to talk about them yet. We'll talk about that in a bit. Right, last game when he talk about oh, Wolves getting a great win against Southampton, by the way. That's going under the radar. Uh, James Ward-Prowse's free kick, incredible, fantastic. Great free kick, great. But again, Southampton seems quite safe. And I heard someone talk about it yesterday saying that um, a, a club that would suit Ragnick at the moment is a little bit of a step up and sort of, would be a, a club that would he suit more, would be Everton. And it's surprising there's not a lot of talk about it. But um, he seems to be one of these managers that, because Southampton have struggled a little bit, and there's they're buying a lot of young players and they're developing young players and they've sort of got this Leipzig sort of mould going, but they're not getting the success just yet. They might get it in a couple of years with the site, with the, with the signings they've made, I'm surprised Hassan Hootl hasn't been that manager that people are being sort of shouting about or trying to get him in the side so, or get him in their club. So um, interesting to look at. He's also a very nice dresser, I'd like to say. Then we've got to talk about Man United. Uh, Villa, uh, Bruno Fernandes scores a couple of goals. Uh, horrible mistake for the first goal by Martinez. But then Coutinho comes and scores, um, of course, on his debut for Villa against Man United, former Liverpool player. Oh, that's sort of really expected, wasn't it? Really, um, as a Man United fan, it's it's um, it's hard to watch um, Man United play the way they are at the moment. Um, they're not exactly being the most entertaining. Um, the fourth place is uh, they've always. If a team gets into a, a flow of game and wins and results, that fourth place is theirs and. It's between Man United, West Ham, Arsenal and Spurs for that fourth spot. And they, no one seems to want it. No one wants this fourth spot. And if Man United, it's just they need to get some results going at the moment. And 
They've got Brentford on tomorrow away. It's just a tough game on paper because Brentford are really good at home and they're playing well at home. Then they've got West Ham next Saturday, which is a horrible game to have because West Ham are sort of hit and miss at the moment a little bit and they're playing really well. Then they've got Millsborough in the Cup and then it could be, I think it's Burnley after that, which Pogba could be back for for the Millsborough and um, Burnley game, but we don't know what's going on with Burnley. Burnley might have a game call, call off. Who knows? Because they're having COVID issues, like I said. You had, um, and then, yeah, so there's been problems with Martial going on, saying that he didn't refuse to play, but Martial then come out and said he wasn't, he didn't refuse to play. So there's slight unrest there. It'll be interesting to see if any main United players leave in January. Um, there, this it's it's a it's a bit of discontent that was there two three years ago when Mourinho was there, and um, it just shows what a job Solskjaer was doing at United in terms of the harmony there. But it's, it's yeah, it's media pressure really affects the media, affects decisions. I feel, and it's really hard when you have a load of fans and Twitter fans saying, "Get him out, get him out, get all the out." This is. And also you have the banner that came out against Villa, which when you had likes of Cantona, Keane, and I can't remember the third person in that picture, which said standards, which is a, which from a United fan, you, you hear the stories about Cantona. Cantona sort of turned, did, did what he wanted when he wanted. Roy Keane, his opinions really sort of affected the club at some points. You know, the fact that he got sacked by United, really, in a in an era where Premier League players don't necessarily get sacked. And um, whoever the other one was, again, can't remember the other person. Um, and, you know, players that should have been on that banner, Dennis Irwin, Rio Ferdinand, Miranda Vidic, Edwin van der Sar, Gary Neville, players like Paul Scholes, they're the standard bearers of United. They're the ones that have set the standard for United. Not Keane, not... Cantona, yes, they're fantastic players and they're amazing quality. But the ones that were, you know, unassuming and, you know, constant performers, Rio, Vidic, Edwin, you know, Dennis Irwin, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, all these players. Ryan Giggs would be on the banner, but because of his personal issues that are going on at the moment, there's reasons there. But, you know, players like that, they're the ones that should have been on that poster, not the people that I've already mentioned. So, yeah, there's there's issues with United fans at the moment and hopefully that'll all be worked out and hopefully United can get on a little bit of a winning streak over the next few weeks and push for that fourth place and also be on form for the Champions League, which happens soon. Right, we're going to talk about West Ham Leeds. So Leeds have been a little bit of a media darling this week. Um, Leeds have got such problems with injuries at the moment and Bielsa have really gone through some really harsh times over Leeds. Um to the point where people have questioned if he was going to stay at Leeds because he's he's very um, a man of his own judgment, really, so or a man of his own will, which is great to see because he'll go. If he doesn't feel like he's doing the job, he'll leave. And he's not one of these pl- managers to go, Do you know what? I'm going to stay, I'm going to keep staying, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay, and then get sacked. He'll go. If he doesn't feel like he'd take the club or the um, the place as any further he leaves and he's very good at that and um he's very respectful of clubs as well and what he's done with Leeds and COVID as well is that he's put faith into the youth and he's 
gave youth players a go, which is great to see. And he hasn't cancelled games like Arsenal and people, other teams like have. And they should be commended for what they've done. They've done really fantastically well. And to get the result that they did against West Ham, a really tricky game away from home, is fantastic to see. West Ham, on the other hand, they um, played midweek and sort of used that as a little bit of an excuse to say, you know, we played midweek, had a tough game, then we've got to play Leeds, which is not the easiest game in the world. Um, so it doesn't sound great, but there we go. It's it's There's going to be a lot of talk over that in the next few months over COVID issues, but that's their own problem. I think anyone that thinks they're going to get sympathy over the fact they've got COVID issues, then that's not going to happen. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I sneezed there. Sorry about that. By the way, um, we're going to finish there with the Premier League. AFCON. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you, AFCON, already. They're seven days into the competition. You've had everything so far. Controversial reds, controversial penalties, referee finishing games early. You've had over-the-top celebrations. You've had goalkeepers that are fanging in injuries after conceding the goal. Fantastic. Honestly, if you haven't seen the AFCON, please, please, please watch it. It is brilliant as a tournament. It is so entertaining. It's um, The quality is not there, but if you saw the pitch the other day for the Ivory Coast game, you could sort of understand it. But it is entertaining. Goals are not really happening yet, but give it a, give it a few more games where the knockouts are going to happen next week uh, at the weekend. Then you might see games with goals in. You're going to see controversy. You're going to see punch ups. Oh, please watch it! And the atmosphere sounds incredible as well. So it it's brilliant. Please, please, please watch Afcon. It's great tournament. It's it's. A tournament for the purists, I feel. If you're looking for quality, you're not going to see it. But if you want entertainment, then you're going to see that in the AFCON. So we're going to talk about European games. So uh, games that happened around Europe. Any shocks that happened? Um, no, it doesn't. It, not really. In, um, you had uh, Atlanta versus Inter. Uh, that finished nil-nil. Um, so that sort of means that Inter is still top by two points. AC Milan are second, Napoli are third with 46, and Atlanta are 42. Juventus are fifth with 41, so they've crept up the table now. So have a look at them. We thought, everyone thought they weren't going to get into Champions League spots this year, but that's all changed. AC Milan lost last night to Spiezza 2-1. Bit of controversy in the game, but uh, I don't think personally, if you've seen it, it's not really controversial controversial if have a look at Florentina at the moment their scoring goals were fun they scored six against Genoa last night so um yeah they're having a bit of fun at the moment in the Bundesliga um bear me a second guys in the Bundesliga uh Bayern Munich is still top of the league with 46 uh six points ahead of Dortmund are on 40 and there's an eight point gap uh to third place with Leverkusen on 32. So that is looking pretty much done and dusted there for them. Um, it's looking quite comfortable for um, the German uh, champions at the moment. They won 4-0 against Cologne at the weekend. Um, so they're just looking quite comfortable and just ticking off the boxes going through the emotions there. Um, in terms of the... Italian, a Spanish league at the moment. Real Madrid are top with 49 points. Sevilla, second with 44. Real Betis, 34. Uh, on 44, sorry, Sevilla. Betis, 10 points behind on 34. And then Atletico Madrid in fourth place with 33. Barcelona are sitting sixth on 32. 
two points. Again, they're slightly creeping up the table and probably by the end of the season, just when people think they're not going to get the Champions League spot, they quickly get there and they do it. So let's hope. Um, I don't know. I'm sort of hoping that they do. But um, after my little rant the other week about them signing Torres and um, saying they're back when they've got no money, how are they signing players? I do not know. They have no money. It's ridiculous. But there we go. Who am I to say what, who and they can't buy? So there we go. In French League, uh, Paris Saint-Germain on 50 points, top of the league. Um, and then second place um, by uh, quite a considerable distance. 11 points behind Paris is Nice on 39 points. In second place in Marseille, third with 37. And then you've got Rennes uh, in fourth with 34 points. So um, that's looking interesting. Take PSG out. Could have been a very interesting title race, but there we go. It's not going to be the case. Uh, Lons, who started off the season really well, dropped down to sixth, and they've got 33. Um, Paris is just uncomfortable at the moment. Um, they've got some really sort of... It's not really kicking off a little bit. Really. It's not kicking up, and it's not going that interesting. But um, there we go. That's the way things are at the moment. Um, so yeah, hope you've all enjoyed that. Well, I'm glad to be back. And um, like I say, watch Afcon. So if you can watch some Afcon, there's games today, there's games tomorrow, um, there's games Thursday, I think there is, and there's knockouts at the weekend. So definitely start watching the Afcon if you can. It is a fantastic tournament. I do not, I cannot stress that enough. How enjoyable Afcon is. It's really entertaining. So definitely watch it, please. Um, other than that, I hope you enjoy the Premier League. Hope you enjoy the games midweek. Um, I should hopefully be back on Friday for a little uh, preview show as well. Okay, so I hope you see you soon. Hope you have a lovely weekend. Hope you have a lovely week. Sorry. Happy New Year, and I'll see you uh, next week or at the end of the week. See you soon. Bye.